Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Ramblings from Two Meddling Kids. I'm Edward Hunt, joined by my fellow uh, co-host. Oh, now I'm co-host. Uh, yeah, he's okay. co-host now. Now it hurts. <laughs> there he is, and we are the Meddling Kids. And today we will be reviewing Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. It's great to have you here. For those of you who've come back, hey. Long time no see. Uh, we will never spoil anything in the movie for the first 15 minutes. We'll give you a spoiler-free review from 0 to 5. From there, we'll give you some background on the movie. Then we'll give you more of the play-by-play where we start spoiling things and our thoughts while we watch the movie. But, Mike, are you ready? I am. Okay. 0 to 5. I give this one a 4. 4? Okay. Yeah. Like I feel like... I mean, it's Martin Scorsese, so it's shot very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my only gripe with the film... It's just, it was just, it seemed too long. Fair. Okay. And it was like one of those, and we, I've spoken about this before with like, um, there's nothing wrong with a long film if mm-hmm. you feel, if every mm-hmm. moment on screen is like, there's a purpose for it. Yeah. Type of thing. So it was just like, I thought when I watched uh, Schindler's List, like, it mm-hmm. was a three and a half hour movie as well. Yep, absolutely. Like, Jesus Christ, way too long. Mm-hmm. But watching that movie, I never felt that three hours. Yeah. Like, it was like every, any, that's not even an action-packed film at all. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a historical one. But with that film, is like every single minute was like, there was a purpose to it. There was a reason why you're watching this type of thing. Yeah. And I feel like with Killers of the Flower Moon, there was... Certain scenes that lingered on too long. It, mm-hmm. seemed, it seemed kind of like a weird, it was awkward silence. It was like he just didn't know when to call cut type of thing. Fair, okay. But that's the, the my biggest gripe. But I think that I think the storytelling was great. Obviously, the performances you're going to get great performances out of mm-hmm. Leo um, was uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, it was shocking to see like Brendan Fraser in there. I think yeah, Lily, absolutely. Lily, Lily Gladstone was amazing. Like mm-hmm. the the performances were great. The cinematography was great. Uh, I think the story was it was interesting. Yeah. Um, just I'm. It seems it doesn't seem like a what's the word a um oh god damn it oh, I can't think of it but it was like a I'm I'm you'll come back to this. yeah well, yeah <laughs> but uh, I think this project was important to mm-hmm. um, Martin so and you can you can definitely see that definitely um yeah like I said I really enjoyed it I think my, my only issue was just the, the runtime fair and yeah. not not every scene being like kind of worth it yeah um, but yeah so four cool four mm-hmm. to five for Mike I'm also giving it a four to five um, I thought it was very good Vanity Project boom Vanity Project gotcha see, <laughs> see as soon as I started talking I was like he's gonna get it <laughs> but so yeah four to five for me um yeah, even lengthwise I wasn't too too hard on the length because there was so much unsettling unsettledness of it I think was when I think that's really what he was trying to go for from like a pacing perspective and I saw that there were times where I'm just kind of like okay how much longer is this movie going to be I think when I talk about the the, uh, somebody else mentioned too it was like there was just certain scenes where it was like call cut like yeah, a minute late, like before that, or something. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. But if you have a bunch of scenes like that, that that adds to the runtime. Yeah. So it's like not like I said, it was like I have no issue with a longer film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it was just like it was just certain like you could have cut it off definitely a little bit earlier. I agree with that. Know? And then my biggest thing, my biggest gripe with the movie is like the time was weird. Like so they like skipped months or years mm-hmm. like that. Like all of a sudden you're just like. Wait, okay, so that happened, and it feels like it's tomorrow, but no, technically this is two years in the future because now there's kids. And it was like, yeah. when the hell did they mm-hmm. have kids? Like, oh, okay. And then you're like, oh, this must have also been on the future. It's like, nope, that was like a week ago. And I was like trying to keep track of like the timeline yeah. of the movie. 
Um, I guess that can be frustrating too, right? Because yeah. you like at least a, a time card or something that says it, but yes. like just to adjust to it in that moment. Exactly. You had I would whenever there was like a big scene change, I wasn't sure if it had been like a month, a year, mm. the next day sometimes. Yeah. So that was my biggest gripe with the movie. It kind of left me like confused. Um, but yeah, I would say it's an unsettling movie. Oh, of course. You, while you're watching it, it is unsettling and it's just you look at the characters because I had to I, I, when I first when I was first done watching this movie I actually was giving it lower than I'm giving it right now mm-hmm. but then I just thought about it and reflected on it a little bit and I was like oh no 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 I'm giving it this because at first it was like maybe a three three and a half but I was like no no I'm giving it that because this movie kind of unsettled me and made me like a little like on edge so I was like mm-hmm. but when I actually like, thought about it I was like oh no no that's that was done on purpose that yeah. was very effective Four to five. Um, yeah, performance-wise across, everyone did phenomenal. Um, yeah, it was just a very solid movie with a very, like, powerful message. And just mm-hmm. seeing, like, history. And, like, I makes me want to read the book. You know, like, yeah, and just to see, like, how, without getting, like, too political with everything, but to see, like, this is 1920s. Here is a population, like you know, a minority population that has come into a vast amount of wealth, mm. and then now you have a bunch of white people trying to do whatever they can to get it, and you're like, mm, yeah, that's literally throughout all of American that's history. American history. <laughs> that's American history right there. So it was like, hmm, well, all right then. But yeah, very good movie. I'd say see it. It is long, uh, so you might need to invest a little bit of time yeah. with it. But luckily, like it's, yeah. I think at this point, it's already on Apple Plus. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry, Apple TV. But I don't have you know the wealth to. <laughs> so I use my grandmothers because you know there you go yeah <laughs> but yeah so it's just something that i would say see it in theaters but yeah. it is on it is at, at home now so like, yeah that, that does also if help. you want martin scorsese to thank you personally you got to see in theaters so you know he thanked me personally <laughs> still doing that? yeah me and my boy marty now all right okay, like like the last this. time i saw it was it was with you maybe dungeons and dragons and some stupid shit yeah oh yeah good. and, and it was a dragon's like, mission they were like thank you and you took it personally oh yeah i was like yeah that's right thank me i'm the it was like hero. the pbs <laughs> like, brought by and viewers like you yeah. and I was, i'm four years old like you talking about your boy this is why i like watching sesame street i like i answered every question in I did this for you, Arthur. Yeah, exactly. Blue's Clues. They wouldn't have found those clues without me. All I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, definitely worth seeing. All right, let's get some background of this movie. There's a lot of no-names in this one, right? You know, very unknown director, actors. I mean, newcomers. Yeah, for low. sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Killers of the Flower Moon came out on October 20th. Sorry, October 20th. I apologize. Uh, 2023. The runtime is uh, three hours and 26 minutes. The budget was two hundred million, which was shocking. Jesus, that is a very high budget. It's because they probably paid all the actors. So well, much. There's that, and also it was uh, shot during a pandemic, so I feel like there's uh, a lot of possible pandemic restrictions. Okay, yeah, um, with having to pay for like testing and gotcha. Because I could see that movie not costing that much yeah, at all. Of like right, yeah, um, right. As of right now, the box office is eighty eight million. That's rough. Which is interesting. So like. Uh, just a segue, whatever, but like uh, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's mm-hmm. did the dual um, mm-hmm. release, right? It went to Peacock and theaters the same okay. day. Yeah. And still made $78 million in the first weekend. Yeah. Well, it's a horror movie, so you had that. It had like the name recognition of Five Nights but, at Freddy's. But, you know, that's what I think yeah. that's the only brought that up because of the fact that like this one is already going. I think the plan was to maybe mm-hmm. two or three weeks and then do go to Apple TV or whatever. Yeah. But to, to see that one do the dual, because you would assume it's, it happened with, uh, I think, Halloween Ends, the same shit. Okay. Yeah, where yeah. it's just like they did the dual release and yep. it messed up the box office for that one. Yeah, fair. Um, but for Five Nights at Freddy's, you're right. I guess it's 
that's uh there's a little bit of nuance with mm-hmm. the, the built-in um the fan base yeah but yeah so 88 million as of right now at the box office Rough. the rotten tomatoes is a 93 for the critics and 85 for the audience uh the genre is crime drama history and western apparently i mean it's 1920 it's very western-esque uh the director is martin scorsese i mean Everybody knows who <laughs> my boy Marty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thanked I, me. So I like, had a whole list of movies like Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Martin fucking Scorsese. Yeah, yeah exactly. come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the cast is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Ernest, uh, Robert De Niro as William, Lily Gladstone as Molly, Jesse Plemons as Thomas, uh, John Lithgow as the prospector. Uh, sorry, prosecutor. I apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom to uh, Cardinal as Lizzie Q. I believe that was uh, Molly's grandmother. Yep. Yeah, Lizzie. Yeah. Lizzie. Uh, Brendan Fraser as Hamilton and Cara Jade Myers as Anna. I think that was one of her sisters. Yes, that was yeah, one of the yeah. sisters. Yep. Yeah, and I think that was. I think I heard that they really did tried their best to like have like Native American. Oh, yeah, of course. Really, just like yeah, really in this movie, mm-hmm. which was good. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's the information. Cool. Perfect. All right. So before we start hopping into uh, plot summary, play by play of this movie, a quick word from our sponsors. So, uh, yeah, Edward Hunt here. I'm a member of, uh, I'm a real estate agent on the Just Be team with Compass, uh, all about finding you where you're meant to be. Uh, we are located in the DMV, that is DC, Maryland, and Virginia. So, if you need advice on the market, some phenomenal contractors, or uh, some phenomenal lenders, Feel free to hit me up anytime and I can get back to you. Uh, also from there, Compass is a nationwide brokerage. So no matter where you are, even if you're in Oklahoma, right? Like this movie took place in Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. I know things. Uh, even if you're in Oklahoma, I can find your real estate agent out there as well. Also, Hunt Comics. As you all know, I'm writing comics. Issue 1 is up for free on Global Comics. Uh, it's gotten some pretty positive reviews from friends who aren't going to, you know, hurt my feelings so that's always nice but uh you know <laughs> would still love for you to check it out and my artist is working on issue two right now uh so yeah all right so let's get into this movie uh so as i said we're in oklahoma all right 1920s stuff's happening yeah so it opens with uh, some osage elders mm-hmm. um, burying a ceremonial pipe yes yeah I think it was, they were saying like they were mourning the, uh, I guess, the assimilation of their people to the, the white American ways. Or yeah, like basically that. all their descendants, they're very upset uh, that with all the influx of white people that like all of the Osage youths and youngsters mm-hmm. are just, their culture's dying. Yeah. You know, their culture's mm-hmm. going away now because it's kind of like meshing in with the white culture that's there. Yeah. And then so they're losing their ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then shortly after we see that they... Um, discover oil yeah so they're like burying the pipe and all of a sudden like oil just bubbles up out of nowhere and at first i was like they're just wasting all that oil that's my thought is like that oil is worth money y'all you're gonna get stained i'm like hey just you're dancing in it it's all over their chest i was like you're or wasting so much oil get Mm -hmm. the buckets yeah (laughs) but yeah so then we jump to see that they the now that uh these osage people you know come into wealth like you know oil is it's what they call it liquid gold or whatever it is yeah for the record yeah black gold black gold Oh, yeah, but well, for, liquid gold is a uh, Velveeta, sorry, yeah, which is equally <laughs> delicious. And uh, <laughs> Velveeta and oil, they taste very good. <laughs> but no, I thought this was kind of interesting and funny. Is like literally, they were just having a ceremonial pipe about like, oh, we're losing our ways, mm-hmm. all of this. Then all of a sudden, they get oil, and all of them are driving cars and dressing in suits. And you're like, it's like, man, fuck those white people. Wait a minute, wait a second. <laughs> I have money now. Interesting. They changed 
hardcore mm-hmm. on it. Like obviously See, the might be the root of all evil. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because like they just did a quick one eighty right there. <laughs> but yeah, so now we see that the, um, yeah they get fancy clothes mm-hmm. and cars and like now they have this wealth yeah. because of the the discovery of oil. Just, they have like white people as their chauffeurs yeah. mm-hmm. and like opening doors and like their nurses and everything too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think it's nineteen uh, nineteen. Yeah. We get uh, uh, Leo, uh, sorry, Leo's character, Ernest. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, a veteran of World War One. Yep. He comes to live with his brother and uncle. Yeah, brother Byron, yeah, uncle King, oh, or William, William King. Yeah, King. yeah. But I want to know, how does Leo make his face like that? So the entire time, he has this like permanent frown mm-hmm. on his... I don't know how to make that with my face. Yeah. You know, know. so like, uh, he was supposed to be... Who was he supposed to be? Oh, like the FBI agent, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. But he kind of backed out because he yeah. wanted. To, I mean, more of a challenge. Yeah. Well, I think that, and also like the FBI agent who I'm blanking on, Jesse Clemens. Yeah, Jesse Clemens. Yeah. He's a lot younger. Yeah, yeah. I think that was. Part well, that was of the thing too with Rob De Niro. Like mm-hmm. he was 40 years older than the guy he was supposed to be playing. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I think it's just um, interesting. The uh, I, I guess, like, Leo does, like I said, he just enjoys the challenge of acting. Yeah, absolutely. Right? For sure. I mean, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio is a phenomenal actor, mm-hmm. and he's just, yeah. <laughs> it's, whatever he does, you know, it mm-hmm. seems like it's going to be very well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I think we were talking about Daniel Day-Lewis. I think Leo's another one that is very, I guess, selective mm-hmm. about the, his projects. Yeah. Not as selective, for sure. Not not as, but it was like, it's very much like there's a there's a certain um, care or passion that yes, he takes. Definitely. Through. Um, yeah, so he, he comes, and this is where you can start kind of taking over. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, he comes, I remember, sorry, he uh, greets his brother and his yep. uncle. Yeah, so he greets his brother and uncle, they start talking, um, you know, just kind of talking through everything. His uncle's, you know, they're catching up, asking what he feels about women. Yeah. And then it kind of has that very not subtle shift of the uncle's like, how do you feel about red women? And you're like, uh, oh, <laughs> okay, uncle. Yeah, and so he's like, since how it works, like, since they found oil, mm-hmm. all of the Osage people, uh, they have, like, oil rights and they yeah. get, like, money. So yeah. I think there's something with guardianship and other things where, of yeah, course... That was, yeah, it was, like, super weird. Like, even though they owned it, there was a certain... The government had guardianship over... The government the, wants its peace. Yeah. And no matter what you do, government wants its peace. Yeah. The government wants a piece of your paycheck. They want a piece of whatever you buy, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, so they wanted their peace, so there's guardianship. But even with all of that... It's still the Osage people, so they still have a ton of money. Yeah. So then there's this whole thing where if you marry into the family... Yeah, so this is where you, you get the... the I don't want to call it mixing. That sounds so dirty. Yeah. But that's what King's plan is, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, Robert De Niro's uh, character, yeah. William Hale, I believe. Yep, William King McHale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he poses as friendly, but mm-hmm. his goal is to basically take over the rights of all this oil. Yeah. And he's very, uh, I guess, maniacal. and like very, He's very planning. So rather than just outright, mm-hmm. you know, outright trying to take it, he befriends the people, learns the language. Yeah. Like, it, you know, he helps them out, right? Mm-hmm. But in that same, it's, it's like he's smiling in your face and stabbing you in the back. Type Absolutely. Of and it was so well done here because in the beginning of this movie, I wasn't sure how scummy he was. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so there's a little bit of scumminess going yeah. on, but like, how scummy is he? I think that's what's interesting too. Like, I was watching something earlier talking about Martin Scorsese's movie and his portrayal of quote unquote protagonists, mm-hmm. right? Often, t- you talking about Goodfellas, Casino, yep. even Wolf the Party, Wolf of Wall Street, they're Gangs of New York, they're whatever. They're bad people. Like, yeah. They're. They're basically antagonists, mm-hmm. but the way he tells the story, like you kind of root for them. But this yeah. one is like very different. Yeah, I could not. Yeah, at the end of the day, like you really want, like even with um, 
like uh and we'll talk about later how uh Ernest gets involved with yep. um the Osage people you just like you want to root for him hoping hoping mm-hmm. but it was just like no, nah, this one's very different than his other portrayals of uh, his uh, main characters. Yeah, that's what it's like. You got to call the main characters, not even protagonists. Yeah, hundred percent. Usually, that's yeah. the that's the thing in the, when you're telling a story. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I, it's, I think that's a great point. If instead of calling them a protagonist or the good guys, it's yeah. just, this is just who we're following. Yeah, and then <laughs> we follow. And Which it's is an interesting way to tell a story. Absolutely, because it's still it's very interesting, very entertaining. But yeah, sorry to go back. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, was William talks about you know do you like red women basically mm-hmm. so he has this is the mixing where he's getting uh, white Americans to marry <clears throat> really like his family is yeah, like yeah. yeah to yeah. marry into the Osage like the a lot of the uh, the wealthier like the the big names in the Osage family mm-hmm. so that uh, upon their deaths or like mm-hmm. or whatever they he gets to inherit. Yeah, the the um their rights. Yeah, because he also hooks Ernest Leo's character up with a chauffeur job. Yeah, he's just a taxi, mm-hmm. so he's picking people up, and then we meet Molly. Yeah, as when he like picks he's her up one of the taxi. Drive. I yeah. th- that's I did like this um the scene between them because he was like um he's you know talking because basically his uncle told him to like get in good with her yeah. or whatever. And he's talking to her, and she was like, "You talk too much." Yeah, it's, yeah. it's also it's not like it's it's a it's a car from the 1920s, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like an Uber now. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a bit of space. Like mm-hmm. literally, you he was she was right behind him, mm-hmm. like, absolutely. And like so, he's talking to her or whatever. She was like, "You talk too much." Yeah, and he just you know keeps going. And mm-hmm. It was like you can see that charm, even though he's like a bit a bit dim witted or yep. whatever it is. But he's dumb. Like, but uh, there's yeah. still a bit of charm. So she says something in uh, the Osage language, mm-hmm. and he goes, "That must mean handsome, handsome devil." <laughs> If you call me a handsome devil, it means coyote. She's yeah. calling him a coyote, but he's like, "Oh, is that a stage for handsome devil?" And I was, I, I, I kind of love that. that mm-hmm. um, th- you know, there. I guess that's their mute cute or whatever it yeah. is. But it, it was just uh, interesting to see his uh, how he got in there. Yeah, know? because I think from timeline wise, even slightly before Mikhail kind of told him to like yo pursue Molly, he had already picked up Molly a couple times. Okay, so it was kind of this whole. He, so then when the uncle was like you should marry Molly so we can get their money mm-hmm. and stuff. He was like, oh, I already kind of met her. Yeah. So, like, you had Ernest was already interested in her mm-hmm. before that happened. And don't get me wrong, like, if his uncle didn't tell him, yo, you need to marry this woman for money, would he have married her anyway? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there was still some, you know, chemistry before yeah. all of that okay. as well. Which also, which when I was going, like, with uh, King, I was like, how much of a scumbag are you? Same with Ernest. I'm like, how much of a scumbag are you? And really? I think that's what the, the inner turmoil, turmoil for this character, right? Mm-hmm. Towards the end, it was just like, all right, obviously you went in with one yeah. one plan mm-hmm. or one mission or whatever. It was like, are you going to flip? Or... Yeah. Well, I, re- I realized he was a scumbag because right around this time, too, you also see that him and his brother, Byron, and another guy go and just rob Osage people mm-hmm. for all their valuables. They just go and mug the fuck out of them. They're just like, hey, give it, me all your jewels. like fall into debt, too, because he's like a, a gambler. Also, I'm not sure how much in debt he is, but he does. So you have a scene where, like, you see all of this, and then he's laying in bed, and then his brother hits him up. like, oh, come on, time to go. And they literally have masks, and they rob these people of these jewels. And then they all immediately go to, like, the saloon and gamble it, and mm-hmm. then Ernest loses everything. Yeah, okay, okay. And Ernest is like, I love money! And then he just loses it. Very Wolf of Wall Street, you know. <laughs> I love money. Very and cocaine on somebody's back. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Yeah, so then they just lose all of it. But throughout all of this, Ernest and Molly keep talking. Mm-hmm. Molly, it's interesting because Molly kind of knows he's yeah, yeah, up yeah. to something. Mm-hmm. And like, even like she's talking to his, because it's like, 
Ernest, but Ernest is trying. Like he starts going to church, you know. I think Catholic. he starts learning the language. Too. Yeah, like he, he starts just, learning the language yeah. and knows everything. And then it's funny. Like there's a church ceremony, and Molly's talking with her sisters, and like the sisters are like, "Is he kind of just after the money?" And then she's like, "Well, of course he likes money, mm-hmm. but he's also willing to be. He's also willing to settle down and like have like a relationship and everything." So it's this weird like. And that was like the entire time of this movie. I'm like. So she kind of knows he's after the money, yeah. but she still fully trusts him with everything. Mm-hmm. And then Ernest loves her, but he's still doing all this fucked up mm-hmm. shit. And you're just like, I'm trying to wrap my brain around this. Well, I think yeah. it's, it's seeing people as human like, yeah. th- at the end of the day, right? Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I always have this debate with, uh, with like uh, a lot of celebrities, especially like professional athletes. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't want to call all of the people that go after them like mm-hmm. vultures, but like you got to be wary of who you actually let yeah, around you. For sure. Like, yeah, you are a high-profile person with, like, a lot of money and a lot of prestige, whatever it is. How you keep falling for yeah. women, you know, usually it's women, but it's, like, women that literally only see dollar signs. Mm-hmm. That's what they see you as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, interesting seeing Molly have these, that inkling to, to know, it's like, no, I obviously realize who the, who I am yep. yeah. around here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not just letting anybody in, but also still falling. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed their, their, their um the conversation in the car. Yes. When he, yeah. Because it was like, you could see him breaking, breaking mm-hmm. down those yeah, walls. Yeah, 100%. Right? They just yeah. kind of still were, and even like, uh, you know, she just invites him in for dinner one day mm-hmm. and they're just kind of there hanging out. And like, they have like, it's an awkward chemistry. There's a lot of like, kind of awkward silences, mm-hmm. but there's still chemistry with yeah. it too, which mm-hmm. is nice. So yeah, so like, they still fall in love and they get married. Yeah. yeah. So, Still get married, stuff is still going. And this is what I was talking about, like, from a timeline perspective. Yeah, that was a, yeah. There was just, it just kind of rushes through of, like, okay, it's been a year, it's been a couple years, mm-hmm. it's been no time, I'm trying to follow it, and it's hard to kind of follow. Um, but, yeah, so, basically. They get married, yeah. They get married, yeah. So then from there, I'm trying to think of, like, any other major plot points that really happened along the way. Um, stuff that keeps happening, you see that. One of Molly's sisters dies. Yeah, so this is where we get uh, William uh, orchestrating a bunch of murders. Well, so I think before that, though, you still see one of the sisters dies yeah. in general. Like, she just dies from, like, a wasting illness. It looks like William didn't have anything to do so with that. So I thought that was the one where, like, he, um, he, he had hired her husband to poison her. I thought that's what it was. There was the Bill guy. Did he yeah. hire Bill to poison I thought, her? I thought, I thought so. Possible. I don't really remember, honestly. Because also, I guess, slight backtracking is, like, you also see in, like, they call it Indian County. There's just tons of murders all the time. And, like, it's just people get shot. Like, a dude just shoots a woman back in the head, puts a, like, gun in her hand, and they uh, shoot her in the chest, puts a gun in her hand, and they call it suicide. Yeah, And you're just like, uh, okay, just left and right, people are getting killed. Uh, But, yeah, so then you have, yeah, Molly's, one of Molly's sisters dies, there's this dude, Bill, who I did not like Bill at all, mm-hmm. who was pretty scumbaggy, because he was also just trying to get his own. You know, he was trying to marry into the family for his own money and everything. Um, but yeah, so then you just see this orchestration of people just steadily yeah. getting killed. And it's all, I think that's what's interesting about this movie, is like showing how well planned William, because mm-hmm. even with that, it was like, once again, he's integrated into the people where they yep. love him. Mm-hmm. And stuff for the town. Yeah, anytime yeah. there's an actual murder, like he has an alibi, he's nowhere near it yep. type of thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but he's you know also orchestrating all this. One interesting thing, interesting sorry thing that they did was they uh, they mentioned I think there was like a newsreel or something about mm-hmm. the Tulsa yes um, Tulsa uh, mass right. uh, riots or mm-hmm. whatever absolutely. Where yeah. It was just like um, they they called it like Black Wall Street. You know, mm-hmm. that, like a bunch of white people went in and murdered yeah um, the uh, like African Americans in in that town. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I think this is when <clears throat> somebody, because it was like, that was also in Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so like so many Osage people see that, they're like, okay, now I'm a little bit worried mm-hmm. because that can definitely happen here. Yeah. Even though, like you said, it was like, it's, it was already happening, but it mm-hmm. was just like, it, it, it can definitely, like something that, like that can definitely replicate it where like people and people won't care yeah but I mean at the same time there was like some yeah definitely people won't care that they're mm-hmm. in any kind of people just die they don't care but then there was like they I think the Osage people even like welcomed the clan in at one point in time it was very I briefly yeah, they were, yeah, yeah it yeah. was very briefly for like a parade and they were fine with like the Ku Klux Klan mm-hmm. coming through and like because I just they didn't really think of like the clan was so much against the Osage more than, I don't I don't fucking I know the history yeah. I guess yeah I, like yeah so just very odd with all of these, you know, mm-hmm. race relations. I think, but it's, I think involved. it's also like you were saying. With, I assume Molly was a representation of her people as well. It was just like you're a little bit wary, but mm-hmm. also because once again, wealth is new. Yep. Yeah. Right. For sure. So yeah. like you, you get people. You know, you get the wolves coming. You get the foxes coming. Mm-hmm. You get the coyotes. Whatever it is, but it was like people smiling in your face with uh, uh, dangerous intention. Absolutely. Yeah. So like she was wary. The same way she was wary of Ernest. I think they were all wary of. Every, you know, white people coming in, but it was just also you. You don't know it, right? And who, but who they weren't wary of was William King McHale, yeah. because he was invited to all their council meetings. Mm-hmm. He was involved to all the stuff. They all super trusted him. They were all like, "Nope, he's fine. This is great," because he had like befriended everyone mm-hmm. so much. But yeah, so then as you were saying, yeah, so uh, King has just kind of orchestrated. Heck, how are they going to kill everybody? Yeah. Now? I so think the, and then the grandmother passes away as well. The grandmother passes away naturally. Yeah. Um, but then I mean they're just dropping left and right. Yeah. So it's like one sister died, seemed like semi natural, or I guess she, she was being poisoned. The other sister Annie, they have Byron shoot her in the top of the head. Mm-hmm. That's very obvious. And like it's interesting, just from like an ensemble style cast, is I guess these are all the people who are working the oil mines and who are working in the oil and they're cowboys, I guess, because mm-hmm. you're just like. There's a lot of rough and tumble characters who yeah. you're just constantly meeting who are just casually talking about like yeah sure we can kill people you know what yeah. I mean? like we'll do whatever we got to do and like well it's like if it's it's a lawless time yeah right? so it's just like there is the, the 1920s no, there's no fear of like <laughs> yeah either I mean yeah you, there might be a little bit of revenge or like but as far as like the actual law coming mm-hmm. at you no yeah. I mean, so like, Annie gets shot in the top of the head every single time. It's heartbreaking as shit because mm-hmm. like because you have. You know Ernest is involved in some of these things. You see what's going on. And mm-hmm. then Molly is just, why is this happening to me? Oh, my yeah. God, all mm-hmm. these people are getting murdered. At one point in time, they get together for the tribal council, and they send this other white guy to Washington, yeah. D.C. Mm-hmm. to be like, hey, we need to get someone out there to actually investigate these murders. And he just gets murdered as fuck. Mm-hmm. He just gets fucked up. Yeah, like, out of nowhere. He like He's on the streets of D.C. And like he just gets stabbed like that. Uh, you have that. After Annie dies, and like, which is also crazy, they literally did like the autopsy right there in front mm-hmm. of everybody, and there's just like bone sawing. Through. Yeah. So what it was it was like the, um, I think the the coroners or whatever were trying to find the bullet. Well, they're trying to find the bullet. Well, yeah yeah, 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 exactly. But what they were doing was making sure to hide the bullet. Yeah. So that yeah. way they couldn't really find. Well, no, that's what that's yeah. what I mean. It was yeah, just like yeah. They, they knew what how yeah. she dies. So oh, everyone's in on this. Like yeah. it's nuts. You saw, yeah, it was the judges, the the coroner, all the white people. They are <laughs> the sheriff. All the white yeah. people are in on this shit. I was trying to give them titles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't really like. It's crazy because you see all of this stuff going on, but then at the end of the movie when we get there, you see it's like, oh no 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 no, all the white people yeah. are in on this mm-hmm. shit. That was nuts. But yeah, so. Annie also hires a private investigator of her own to mm-hmm. start investigating stuff, and he, he gets, gets killed. Yeah, yeah, he gets killed and like beaten. 
Um, and then, yeah, so then you have the other guy, Bill, who married one of Molly's sisters, but when she died, he then marries the other sister yeah. in it, and then, but he's all going around being trying to find Andy. So maybe he's not so much of a scumbag, but he seems pretty shitty to me for yeah. multiple times. I mean, like, if you're going to marry one sister, then marry the other sister. And his words were, she was a comfort to me in my time of need. And I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> but you also learn through this whole uh, process... Molly has health problems. Yeah, so this is, I was about to say, this is when I think Ernest starts poisoning her. It's like, at first, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Because at first, she just needs insulin. And because Mm -hmm. of like... But yeah, I think they they had tainted it or something like that. They do later. So yeah, so there's insulin coming in at first because the plan really is they need to make sure that Ernest, who is part of King's Mm -hmm. family, William McHale's family, and Molly, like, they need to make sure Molly's the last one left. Yeah. Because after, so now at this point, after Annie's dead too, there's the grandmother, there's Molly, and then Molly's other sister who's married to that guy, Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly's mother, uh, Liz, dies. Which I will say on a really cool part, one of my favorite parts of this entire movie is whenever people were close to death, everything got super fucking silent, mm-hmm. and then like spectral imagery kind yeah, of happened. It was a, yes, like being wow. welcomed by yeah. the ancestors. Yeah, well, even before that, yes, yeah, so there's a welcome by the ancestors, and then Liz, the first time when she was truly dying, it was all of a sudden everything went super quiet, and then you're, they're in the same set and same scene. But all the people that she's in a crowded room, everyone disappears, and an owl just kind of comes in, oh, and yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like hooting at her. And then she's seeing it. And then what Liz tells Molly is like, "Did you see the owl? That's a sign that I'm dying." Mm-hmm. Then when Liz does die, the same of like everyone's around her and they're very sad and they're crying, and then. Everything gets silent again, and then, yes, yeah, her ancestors, it's like three Native American ancestors, are, like, smiling and welcome her. So then she, like, Liz, the mother, stands up, even though she's been super sick, takes their hand and then walks away. Mm-hmm. Really cool scenes. Happens later. But, yeah, so now King's plan is, of everyone, Molly needs to be the last one standing because Molly is married to Ernest, who's part of the family. Mm-hmm. So at first, they're giving her, like, legitimate insulin. Yeah. And because she has diabetes. And diabetes in the 1920s is kind of like a death sentence. Yeah. It's... Nuts. And the diabetes now, I mean, if you can't afford the insulin, which is this whole other fucking can of worms, is also still awful. But yeah, so they're giving that to her while still making plans for everything. Ernest fucks up one job what they're trying to get some people yeah, to yeah, some, yeah. Because he's just like, you know, they're going to pay this guy. Uh, his nickname is Blackie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not black or African American, yeah, yeah. but they just call him Blackie. Um, but then Ernest, as a way to sweeten the deal for uh, Blackie, is like, hey, how about you steal my car? Because that way you can have my car too. And then that way I'll get the insurance payout. And then so he'll get money. Blackie, of course, gets caught with the car. Ernest fucked that up. So then King paddles him. Mm-hmm. Fucking paddles the fuck out. Like, breaks the paddle on his ass. Like, interesting. So then they have to do this whole other convoluted way where they get another guy to, like, blow up mm-hmm. the... Um, Bill and Molly's other sister. So they plant a bunch of dynamite there and then blow that up. It's around this time, I think, after that blows up, after the other dude went to Washington, D.C., got stabbed and killed, Molly then is still very weak and sick. sick. But she she takes a trip to um, to beat President uh, Calvin uh, Coolidge. Yeah, Calvin Coolidge. And she she then takes a trip to go to Washington, D.C. to get help for the people herself. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like it falls on deaf ears. It looks like nothing's really going to happen. But it's when she comes back that the doctors that were uh, giving her insulin and uh, King all tell Ernest, hey, start putting this vial of clear liquid into the insulin that you're giving Molly. And then Ernest is like, well, what's it going to do? <laughs> and it's just, this is why Ernest is fucking dumb. Yeah. He's a dumb man. But like, maybe that, I think, 
that we were talking about the whatever he was doing his face. Well, I think he, that was to kind of really hammer in this kind of Neanderthalish. Yeah, like, but like, cause and it's so interesting with all of this is like because you see all, and like we'll just so this is you know on a quick pause from what's going on in the movie and this is why I'm so confused with the movie. Mm-hmm. Molly sees all of her family dying. Yeah, she still somehow trusts Ernest. Yeah, she still somehow trusts King because I mean King has known her since she was a little girl. So it's almost like, but I think yeah the the. Re- well, that's the thing. He's integrated himself so much, it was like, you would never suspect him. Yeah. But everybody, like, not even everybody else, it was just like, kind of, I guess, not. you wouldn't know who to trust, but it's also like, just being, okay, something's not right here. Yeah. But, you know. Well, hell, even some of the other white people have been like, whoa, you're overplaying your hand there, King. You gotta like, slow down a little bit in this movie. But yeah, so, but... Either way, Molly still loves Ernest and mm-hmm. still absolutely trusts him. They have t- uh, two or two three kids. kids. They two, or she might even have the third at this point before she starts getting oh, they, yeah. they have like the third, and then Ernest still, for everything, loves Molly, even though he has steadily killed all of her sisters, mm-hmm. everything she's done, and been in charge of all this. But he still loves Molly, and then he's like. When the doctors and King give him this vial, and he's like, well, what's it going to do? And they're like, oh, no, no, it's just going to slow her down. And he's like, honest, for true, that's all it's going to do? It, even though we've killed everyone else, you're not going to kill my wife, mm-hmm. right? So it's just going to slow her down? And they're like, yep, just going to slow her down. So and he's like, all right, fine, so I can do it. So then he starts spiking her insulin with mm-hmm. this like poison or other stuff yeah. in it. But then it's interesting because he knows it's doing some shit. And I think that's what I was saying as far as the uh, – seeing like, – once again, mm-hmm. main character, not good, not protagonist, right? Yeah. But it was just like maybe there's going to be a turn here where it was just like obviously he went in yep. as deceitful, right? Yeah. But it was like – and I feel like that usually happens with these movies or something like this, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was like you infiltrate a, cer- a certain population yeah. to gain their trust to ultimately d- betray them. But it mm-hmm. was like – Usually that protagonist has yeah. a change of heart mm-hmm. or something like that in, in between. Yeah. Probably falls in love. Avatar. Yeah. Avatar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Avatar, whatever. Dance with a wolf, boom, boom. But yeah. I think this one, I think you assume that was going to be the story here as well. He's just too stupid. But he, <laughs> he's just too stupid to do it. <laughs> oh, also, there was um, around the same time, too, Molly did have like a first husband. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this other guy who yeah. was very close with them. But... Fucking uh, King took a $25,000 life insurance policy yeah. out on that guy. Mm-hmm. And then they hire this other, you know, bandit, you know, oil guy uh, who goes for the full story, befriends this man, drinks with them. They're hanging out multiple times, like all the time. And you can tell he does feel bad. But he's been hanging out with this man for like a month or two, hanging out drinking. And then he just shoots the fuck out of him, keeps mm-hmm. him moving. Also, he does fuck it up because they wanted to make it look like the... Uh, that Native American Jim was uh, going to commit suicide, mm-hmm. but because the other guy who they hired was so upset about it, he shot him in the back of the head and took took, uh, took the gun with him. Mm-hmm. And then now, of course, Ernest was like, "What the fuck? That's not how you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to make him look like he committed suicide." Mm-hmm. So since that didn't happen, King didn't get his twenty five thousand dollar life insurance policy, mm-hmm. and that was like, "You're going to rue the day." But Molly's poisoned and everything. At this point in time, while they're poisoning, her, like the other sister has been blown to hell. Yeah. Which was a brutal fucking scene yeah. of like house is gone. <clears throat> you have the guy, the husband, who's shouting, "Just shoot me! Just fucking shoot mm-hmm. me!" Because he's all burnt and fucked yeah, up yeah, too. Yeah. And then you have everyone gets around Molly's sister, and they pick her because she looks almost peaceful. Like she looks mm-hmm. like yeah, she's pale, she's dead, but she looks like peaceful. And then they pick her up, and the camera pans to underneath and looks up, and like the back of her head is just completely open and like brains leak out and you're like oh no she's dead as fuck yeah but yeah so 
I love the ass fuck as a measurement. Yeah, yeah you can be dead. Sure, anyone can be murdered. You can be murdered as fuck. Murdered as fuck. Now that's a murder. Right? He's not coming back. I don't. Yeah, there's no way. He will not be in the sequel. Yep. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So with all of this, a huge web of intricacy and murders going on. Then the FBI decides to find the Yeah, show so up. it's like this is after Molly has come. She's visited the president, meant, like talked to the Congress yeah. about, and she's also just super poisoned, yeah. or as I like to say, poisoned as fuck. Poisoned yeah, at this point, yeah, she's, she's so there's this, <laughs> and then there's this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just super poisoned now at this point in time. Awful, and like Ernest is trying his best to comfort her and mm-hmm. like be with her through this while he's continuing to do this. Yeah. And like even King gives him this BS of like, well, just you know. She's, you know, she's not going to be on this world much longer. So just take this time to be with her. You know, like enjoy the time you have with her. And I think this goes to the the chestnut checkers of mm-hmm. this whole the situation. Right? This is yeah. what twenty years? Yeah, of, maybe more. I don't, uh, well, they, they, of course. Oh, yeah. So King has been in there. Like, in that, that's what I'm. That's yeah, what so like the, the movie. I think actually not even because Molly dies in 1937, but I don't know how long. Yeah, and this is well, we meet Ernest in 1919. Yes, and this is like 1923, 1921, okay. or something. So, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh Jesus, like four to five. Long. I think like four again, to five years. It's still yeah. chestnut checkers with this yeah. man. As far as like, oh, we like he could have just killed these people outright, but mm-hmm. it was like no, let's really like you were saying with the guy that killed um, Molly's first husband. Yeah, yeah he yeah. could have just shot him and kept the moving. Yep. Yeah. He literally got in like yeah, got integrated super into, integrated. So but that's what that I think William's plan is like. That's what's crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, I can brute force this, yeah. or I can finesse it. Yep. And he finesse it. And it was like all that shit was... So even talking about like, oh, yeah, she's not going to be here long. Yeah. So be, not, be, be yeah. nice to her. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, gee, how... He's, he's that's sinister. Like, he is manipulative. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, so from there, the FBI finally mm-hmm. comes. They start questioning. They first show up to Ernest's house, mm-hmm. and he's just like super freaking out. And That's what I think man I, has no I remember this, the yeah. funniest part of the trailer is he was just like, I'm here to look into the murders. He's like, what about him? Well, to find out who's doing it. Doing it. Yeah. He had, he, <laughs> and I think this, this is why... I, I love the the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Once again, it, it showed you so much. But it was just like, even in that scene, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell who... Because obviously, Leo, you know, your biggest name, so like, yeah. he's going to like possibly be the main character. But mm-hmm. it was like, even then, I couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah, You know, but... It, <laughs> Why? 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 Yeah, it's <laughs> murder. Yeah, they're, they're dead. You keep it moving. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You were in Indian County. This is what you do here. Yeah, but yeah. So FBI comes, and then Ernest has no poker face, mm-hmm. so he's sketchy as shit. Yeah, the whole time he's just like, eh, eh, eh. and it's like clearly like, anyone who just met him knows something's mm-hmm. up. And that's also how quickly this whole thing becomes unraveled. Yeah. The FBI figures it out Boom. immediately, yeah. and it's so. But much- I think. It's because of, like, going back to Molly and her skepticism, or just the, or the old sage people, there, since there is, this is something they've never experienced, Mm -hmm. that's why I was allowed to go, not allowed, but that's why I went on for so long. Yeah. Because that's, we got wealth, and I guess with wealth comes death, or, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was, yeah, outside of looking in, it was like, no, something, like, something's wrong. Yeah. And also, I think it's that, and then also, it just shows how deeply entrenched all these fuckers are mm-hmm. that are, like, trying to take the Osage people's wealth. Like, the regular sheriffs that are there, everyone in that county. And mm-hmm. since it's Indian County, as they call it all the time, they're, like, it's almost lawless. Like, yeah. the federal government and the government has nothing to do with this at all. So, like, no one is able, before the FBI, to look on the outside in. And then since they're in this county, they're just like, yep, that's just how it is. But, like, 
and even for all of King's well-laid plans, the fact that the FBI comes and they're immediately like, yep, that's the guy. Mm. It's like, okay. <laughs> so this could have been solved really quickly yeah. if it wasn't just so fucking corrupt and so awful, mm. you know, with the people were allowed to run rampant and do their thing. But yeah, so they keep going through. King starts to clean house in like a really cool mm. way with it. Of like everyone that's done jobs for him, he just kind of whispers in their ears. He's like, hey. This bank is going to be, you know, available for you to rob or something like that. He just sets everyone up. So mm-hmm. Blackie is with the crew. He sets Blackie up. Blackie gets thrown away in jail for life, mm-hmm. which is also kind of a dumb thing. He was hoping Blackie would get killed. But then there's even, you see later on, I'll get back to Blackie. The other guy who blew up all the houses, mm-hmm. um, they have him. He tells him, hey, there's gems in this store. You should go rob it this evening. But then he also tells the owner of the store, hey, I've heard people might be trying to rob your store. You should stay. You should be there this evening to protect it. Mm-hmm. So then, when uh, the guy who blew up the house tries to get in there, the owner of the store, in every right, shoots the fuck out of him and kills him. Yeah, I love the the mastermind. Yes, uh, like criminal mastermind. Absolutely, he does. It is a very intricate, well laid plan. Because Ernest goes and is freaking out, and it's like mm-hmm. talking to him after the FBI gets there, and then. The village, the Osage chiefs are looking at him. Some of the FBI guys are looking at him. He is not handling his cool. And then Robert De Niro is like, calm down, calm down. Grabs him by the ear and like sits him down. He's like, you need to calm down. We are not talking about this now. And he walks away. And everyone's just staring at Robert, or not, at uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, at Ernest. And he's like, "Uh, uh, hi. Because he's sweating all fucked up. But as everything continues to go, um, it's very clear what's happening. Ernest himself gets arrested. Mm -hmm. Ernest, he's hanging out with his kids, who he does clearly love his children. He gets arrested by the FBI, and then they start interrogating him. Well, at first, he's like, no, I'm not going to say anything, etc. But then Blackie comes in, who they took from prison to talk to him, because Blackie was like, fuck, I'm not going to spend life in prison for robbing a bank. I'm spilling everything, because Willie McHale told me to rob this bank, Mm -hmm. or told me about this. I'm spilling. So then they confer, and also Blackie tells him... William King McHale, oh, sorry, right before he gets arrested too, King tells, makes uh, Ernest sign a paper that says, hey, if you die, and if Molly's dead and you're dead, the head writes to all the oil, the money will stay in the family, so I just need you to sign this paper. And I'm like, do you not see he wants to kill you? I'm just like, I'm like, Ernest, 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 come on, man. Like, clearly, the only reason he'd ever have you sign this paper is so he can kill you. But... I digress. He still doesn't fully get it, and it's so frustrating. So that was like for me. I was yeah. frustrated with Ernest, and I was frustrated with Molly. But you're right; they're human. They don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Ernest wants to trust his uncle, who's family. Yeah. So, like, I guess I get it. But man, you're dumb. But <laughs> so yeah. So they question, and then it turns into Ernest will testify mm-hmm. against um, Mikhail. So looking pretty good. They go to court. And then who pops up but Brendan fucking Fraser, everybody. And he is uh, King's lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, man, he's a good lawyer. He's a bad guy, but he's a good lawyer. Because the first thing he says when uh, Ernest gets on the stand is like, I need to confer with my guy. You know, like, I'm representing him. I need to confer. I have not seen him for months. We need to talk. And then the judge is like, is that your lawyer? And Ernest is like, well, no, but, I mean, I'll talk to him, sure. <laughs> so they let it go. And this is where you see that... Everyone in this fucking town's in on it. Mm-hmm. Everyone is. They all, you know, there's people who work for their money. Like, there was a scene earlier where, like, the um, the guy the, um, who makes coffins, okay. he was, in on, he was like, yelling at Ernest because he was charging Ernest and Molly Osage prices. For, or Ernest was yelling at him because he was charging him Osage prices to bury Molly's sister, which was, like, $1,600 for the casket. 
$400 for this. It was an insane amount of money, especially 1920s money. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous money. But he's like, why are you charging us Osage prices? And the mortician or the coffin guy is like, well, I have to work for my money. I don't just marry into it. So this whole big thing. But even though, so they're, now you see sheriff, everybody, every like major yeah, white like person. Sheriff, the coroners, the... Yeah. The, oh, sorry. Yes, I think the sheriff, coroners, the judges. The judges. Like, it's a big crowded room of all the white people in this town being like, don't you uh, testify against William King McHale. You know, like, think about all of this, what's going on, don't do it. And at first, they commit, they convince him not to. Mm. They convince him not to, and then, you know, he sees Molly, like, Ernest sees Molly, and then they get a chance to talk and, like, be together, and it's a very tender, sweet moment. They still love each other, even with all of this going on. And then, uh, what's the, so then he goes out and says, look, I'm not going to testify. I'm going to say, you know, that the FBI beat me up and tortured mm. me, but I'm not going to testify. And, but I'll be out in a second because my uncle, dumbass, my uncle promised to let me go or get me out soon. Okay. He goes out, tells the FBI he's not going to testify, and they throw him in jail. Uh, cool, he's under arrest. So then you have King and Ernest are like literally a cell apart. Like there's the hallway between all the cell blocks. Mm -hmm. They're just chilling there. And then they talk a little bit back and forth. And then unfortunately, Ernest's youngest daughter, mm -hmm. who had whooping cough, yeah. she dies from it. And then the FBI agent goes in and tells him that she died of whooping cough. And Ernest just completely breaks down. And then King has the fucking audacity to cry along with Ernest and, like, lead him in prayer about his child dying. Like, he gives a fuck about this guy. Maybe in some warped, perverse way he does. But I was going to say... Yeah, I guess he's family. You never know because he's yeah. always calculating. So. Right? Exactly. But either way, Ernest breaks down. It's a very powerful emotional scene. Ernest gets a chance to go to the funeral. He sees Molly for a second. She caresses his face, which is kind of like their love language. Mm -hmm. And then goes, so then after the child, after the funeral, mm -hmm. Ernest is like, cool, I'm going to testify because I need to get the fuck out of here. And I need to take care of my family and my wife. And you're never going to come around my family again. Mm -hmm. King is like, that's not good. Don't do that. That's dumb. And he's like, I'm going to do it. So then he does testify. And all of this comes out where, you know, all the murders, everything going on, et cetera, they identify him that way. And right after that scene, boom, 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 yeah, right after that scene, you have Ernest is sitting in the room. Molly comes in. Molly asks him, hey, was, are those all the truths? Mm -hmm. Have you said everything? Yeah. And Ernest is like, yep, I've said everything. I'm so sorry for what I did with your family. I'm so sorry. I've seen, like, it's a weight off my shoulders. I feel so bad about it. I'm so sorry. And then Molly's like, well, what did you put in my insulin? Or what was in the shots that you were giving me? And he, Ernest is like, well, insulin was. And then Molly gets up and walks away. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, yeah, he, you told all those truths, but you couldn't be you honest. Could, you can't one. be honest about this one. And like truly, in, and this is how much, like I was rooting for Ernest in some mm -hmm. way. I'm like, tell her the truth. And the truth of this is, Ernest had no fucking idea what was in that. All he knows is that King and the doctors yeah. were telling that's him what, to put it in. I think that's what's tough, right? Because yeah. it, it is one of those things was like, he is dumb. Like, they just yeah. said it'll slow It'll, it'll slow just slow her down. down. All it's going to do is slow her down. But still, like, you you know. You did it. You know. You know? And you, and he ha even as dumb as that man is, he mm -hmm. has to know 
what it really it'd be, is. It'd be different if you truly thought, like, he truly thought yeah. that, oh, no, no, I'm not doing anything wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Or, like, yeah, I'm doing something wrong, but it's not going to kill you or anything yeah. like that. But he doesn't even say that, so then she walks away. And this was jarring, but upon reflection, I like it. So she walks away, and all of a sudden, we're now out of this timeline continuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're in, like, a weird radio broadcast <laughs> room. And it's like... What? It's, and it's the old-timey... Like, I listen to NPR. So I've listened to some of these radio broadcasts mm-hmm. on NPR where, like, they, here's the 1930s. So how everything's going? Like, didn't they just do that with um, the creator? Uh, the intro, like, right? Yeah, I think a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Which but, is weird because it was in, like, 2020. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it was very odd with this that it happened. So then it turns into this radio broadcast, but real old style of, like, here's the people playing instruments and their sound effects and microphones mm-hmm. and everything. And they give you an epilogue, right? right. So you learn that... Uh, William King McHale uh, was sentenced to life, but he got out in like 47. They both got paroled. Ernest, and, so both Ernest and yep. William got, um, got sentenced. Life. Yeah, yeah got, got sentenced, sentenced to life. They both got paroled. Yeah, but it's still like a while. I think King might have been in jail for longer than Ernest. or so. I can't remember the timeline-wise, mm-hmm. but yeah. Both got sentenced to life. Both got paroled eventually. Mm-hmm. When I think Byron, his brother... Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I think he didn't get. Yeah, Byron didn't get shit. Yeah. Byron was totally fine. Byron was like just out doing his thing. So yeah. So when Ernest gets out of prison, uh, Ernest actually moves back to Osage County, Oklahoma, and then lives in a trailer park with his brother. And that's yeah. what the ending for him. Okay. William King McHale gets out the entire time. He like is writing letters to the Osage people, being like, "Oh, I'm still your friend. I still love you all so much. I'm so sorry about all this shit that happened." And he's not supposed to go back to Osage County, but he does periodically, and he goes around. Mm-hmm. The man still has a ton of money, and it's clear that he bribes people to like get out. Yeah. Um, Molly, tragedy of Molly is she still dies ten years later from diabetes. Yeah. Well, yeah, she got remarried, and yeah, then, she like, got remarried, and then died she died in 30, 19, 1937. Yeah. So like, she still dies from the illness that mm-hmm. she had with. But just, I mean, at least she survived. Really. Yeah, at least yeah, she survived all of this. But yeah, well, it's just crazy because like with this, I think like just all the health problems that like the Native American people already had mm. and then obviously besides murder you know there's like here's like legitimate health problems that mm. are like actually horrible and now also there's murder and you're like oh that's just double whammy of yeah. all terribleness but yeah and then so it ends like with the radio broadcast and I think there's like one more thing that's really quick and brief but I'm blanking on it now uh, yeah. yeah so it was like the radio broadcast for sure, and then you get the epilogue and then that's the movie mm. so it was very like Again, so cool. That's the movie. So let's it's talk. crazy because it's yeah. a three-hour movie and it ends abruptly. It ends like they were so like, abrupt. like they were like running out of time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. So it was after the radio broadcast. This was cool. They had a drum circle, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it was of the Osage people, but it was Native Americans, where they had a drum circle and they were like boom, 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 and then they just the camera slowly lifted and lifted and lifted, and as you saw, there was here like five. Six guys around a drum, or six people around a drum, hammering a drum. Mm-hmm. Then you have like another group of people oh, yeah, around yeah, yeah. playing mm-hmm. instruments. And then as you go up, you just send see people like kind of like dance, walking in a circle, and you keep going up, and you just keep getting bigger with this like this spirally circle of mm-hmm. like people in, like right while the drum circles are going, mm-hmm. and then that's how it ends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a very powerful ending. And like now, also I'm thinking about it. So that was the movie. Let's talk maybe some specific likes and dislikes again if there's anything we haven't really talked because I just thought of one for me. So, likes of anything that we might not have touched on yet. No, I, I think I really enjoyed the, like, just learning about this. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing too, right? Like, 
Um, it is something that was not on my radar. So yeah. I was like, it's nice to learn. And I think it was dope to see him being willing to tell the full story. Mm-hmm. Like, I think so often with biopics or biographies or something with history. Yeah. And Hollywood, I mm-hmm. feel like it's it's usually a, not a, con, a cohesive mix where it's just like you're so eager to put in, like sprinkle in facts that weren't there. And it was like, bro, I want, I'm here to be... Um, get information not to be entertained. Yeah, for sure. So I think I, I truly appreciate him trying to stick to mm-hmm. the act, the facts of this story. Yeah. No matter how brutal they were, whatever it was, it was like sticking to the facts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's just something I really enjoyed about it. And I, like, like I said, my only issue was the runtime. That, yeah. That was about it. But yeah. I think, so actually fun fact, actually a fun, fun fact, uh, there was, my theater is pretty empty, but at the end there was a woman sitting behind me and she saw I was taking notes and then she was like, oh, why are you taking notes? So she and I talked for a while. This was the fourth time she's seen this movie. Jesus. It, she was actually really fun to talk to, too. Mm-hmm. I, she actually subscribed to the channel. So, Jocelyn, I hope you're listening. But, yeah, so, a lot of fun to talk with her. But, yeah, she said it was, like, the fourth time. And, like, really, as every time she's kind of watched it, like, got more from mm-hmm. it, for sure. And then we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Um, but, yeah, so, that was... It makes you think in a really fun, good way. Mm-hmm. Um what I've learned from her, though, is that the book is actually all from, like, the perspective of the FBI agent. So, the, I was about to say that. So, yeah. the, the book is literally called The Killers of the Flower Moon, the, the, like, the killings in Osage County and the creation of the FBI. Okay. Or yeah. something like that. So, yeah, yeah. that's why a lot of, not a lot of people, but a few people were curious as to why Jesse Plemons' character wasn't more involved mm-hmm. with it. It was mainly just about the murder. But I think I can appreciate that. Yeah, well, because I think Martin Scorsese wanted to have it more from the perspective of, like, the Native American yes. people. Mm-hmm. And, well, with that, and she had raised a great point herself, was like, yes, it was a lot more from their perspective, but it was also a lot from the perspective of the white guys who were killing everybody, yeah. too. Uh, but still, really cool. I am interested in, like, checking out the book. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But another, like, I bet... This is definitely going to get nominated for an Oscar for Best Sound. I think, yeah. So, somebody was saying he'll get Best Director for this. Maybe. Um, maybe not Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Best Picture might go to, god damn it, something else. We'll do it. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair. Yeah. But definitely, like, sound on this movie was mm-hmm. great. Oh, I don't know. This Oppenheimer sound. Oppenheimer sound was they great. They blew your ears up. Yeah, it's fair. But no, the, <laughs> the sound here was so good. Maybe best soundtrack. Maybe a lot of original songs. Ah, like there that. wasn't a lot of... It was just like the sound design. Because mm-hmm. like, even I, from like the buzzing of flies... I know, like but the no, beats. the only reason I said because Oppenheimer, that was yeah. a whole thing. Oh, for sure. Sound. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like that he might get beat out in that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see mm-hmm. all the nominations for everything. When do they usually come out? I know that usually it's in March, but with the the, the strikes, it's uh, February. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, what, what the? It's February is the, um, the Oscars. Oscars. I think isn't it or is it March? I don't remember. I'm not sure, but I, I feel like everything's a little um, pushed because yeah. of the strikes Fair. this year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so definitely. Um, yeah, from likes again. I think we kind of touched on all of it. It was it. It's an unsettling ass movie mm-hmm. in a good way. But I think I think that's what's... And I talked about this all the time with um, why Game of Thrones was such a phenomenon for those first few seasons. Mm-hmm. It's because of the fact that a Western audience is very used to a, uh, a story with a happy yes. ending. There was no happy endings there. So it's just like, no, it's that's why like you got to watch like Korean horror or like, yeah. like certain things from like. 
the East where it's just mm. like, no, we don't subscribe to these things. Like, sometimes yeah. shit doesn't end nice. Yep, exactly. Deal with it. Yeah, deal with it. This, <laughs> this is life. Man. And I, don't, uh, I think that's what I was saying. My like, I appreciated Martin Scorsese just telling the story. Yeah, for sure. He Absolutely. didn't need to wrap it up. It was like, yeah, it was nice that Molly survived. It was like, it was a lot of death. There was a lot of to, death, a lot of tragedy. And yeah, even even her, her uh, the people that, you know, cause all this got yeah. out of out on parole and yeah. like lived good lives exactly. like longer than she did. Type yeah, shit. exactly. So it's just like, I, I, that's why I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like him just being, I don't say bold, it's not that fucking deep. Yeah, but yeah. it was like telling the story. Yeah, for sure. Right? Absolutely. Not, not how, like, you know, glamorizing it for Hollywood type of shit. Yeah. But yeah, so that is The Killers of the Flower Moon. We always like to review our original rankings uh, at the end. So Mike, you give it a four out of five. Would you like to change anything? Nope. You give it a four. Yeah. Really, really good movie. Yeah. I'm going to keep four as well. I thought it was also very good. I wonder if I could upgrade it to a four and a half. It's a movie that I do want to watch again. And I think I can appreciate that you're talking about the, the, the woman that saw it four times. It is something that you do kind of. Mm-hmm. And I th- that's why I appreciate it going to um, streaming so quickly. Yeah. Because it's something you like you want to watch really like um, be immersed in like, yep. several times. Absolutely. Because it's not something like you. I might catch something mm-hmm. new type of thing. But it's just like, oh, no, this story is so engaging. Yeah. And just you can sit with it a little bit longer. You can reflect on it a little bit more. You can get more from the story mm-hmm. just itself. Yeah, it's not really going to be Easter eggs. Or it's not like you've yeah. done it. No, but you're just going to be able to take more from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in watching it again. So mm-hmm. for now, four out of five upon a later viewing. Maybe I'll give it a four and a half. But... Probably not going to watch it for a little while either. But yeah, so that is uh, our pod. Thank you all so much for listening. We are The Meddling Kids. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us at at 2 Kids on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we also on YouTube. And then if you want to email us, we are 2 Kids at gmail.com. Mike, how can I reach you? On Instagram at Days from Legendary. Perfect. And if you'd like to reach out to me, I'm at EdHunt77 on Twitter and Instagram. And Hunt.comics is my comic Instagram page. So we will be back next week with a brand new movie, y'all. See you soon. Bye. Okay. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, God. No, no. <laughs>